Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. And welcome, episode 96 of the Talking Hockey Podcast. No Hi, Eric. Luke and Martin here today. No Eric, because yeah. Eric has no internet. Along with having no headphones, he now has no internet, so he'd be absolutely useless today. Yeah. To have here. Apparently, <laughs> his uh, in the snowstorm. Uh, we all live. Well, three of us live in uh, Toronto, so we all got about a foot of snow. And hey, we got a lot of snow too. Don't did worry. you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, did you get a foot of snow? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, it's fucked. It's fucked. Martin, turn your mic down a bit, bud. Yeah, yeah I know. Normally he's your... too quiet, right? And now he's I'm too looking loud. At your, I'm looking at your the sound graph. You're like you're like a full. <laughs> hey, full normally, normally, oh my I'm god. Like, yeah. Normally I'm like a no spike. So I know. <laughs> it's different. Average. You're 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 filling in for Eric today, who uh, normally breaks the spike chart every single time because he just puts the mouth or his puts the mic in his mouth. Welcome back, everyone, to the Talking Hockey Podcast. It's your favorite. Producer Luke here to remind you to follow and subscribe on whatever streaming service you use, leave a review on Apple, visit our website, TalkingHockeyPodcast.com, and follow us on Instagram at TalkingHockey for daily content. Now, let's get into today's episode with your favorite group of guys, Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin. But um, yeah, so apparently the snowplow came around Eric's house and uh, took out his internet box, which is in front, which isn't a weird spot on the street, um, but took it out. So he's no longer with us. He is alive, but he's no longer with us, um, at least today. And today we're going to talk about, you know, I I feel like hockey has been not very interesting lately, but we're going to talk about Montreal hiring Ken Hughes. I guess we can touch on Kadri making it to the All-Star game for like a second. That for was Eric's the second sake, that yeah, he got for, Eric's, yeah, for sake. Eric's sake. The Jim Matheson, Leon Dreisaitl. Uh, that was hilarious. Hissy fit. That was pretty then, funny. Um, we're going to talk. Well, some of the games were rescheduled as well. Um, so we could talk a little bit about that. And It looks like some teams might have to play quite a bit in the 15-day span. Um, Martin's Ottawa playing 10 times in 15 days in the rescheduled. But before we get into that, the snow. Uh, everyone, Ty, you, you don't have anything to shovel, but homeowner Martin, what did you shovel? I've shoveled a lot, and I had to repeatedly shovel. I got blessed, though. I don't have a service, but uh, the front part of the, my driveway was obviously fucked the one day um, from the snowplow. And some guy, I was shoveling the driveway, and some guy was driving past with a plow in the front of his truck, and he offered to shovel it for me. 
did like three passes and nice. did all the heavy stuff. And I was like, bless up, bless up. But I did still you pay had to him? Sh- no, no, no. He just Damn. he was just driving around in this in like a government of Canada truck. So I don't know what's that about. But well, it's a taxpayer dollars. Claren <laughs> yeah. Martin's driveway. <laughs> that guy not doing his job. <laughs> but but bless up to him, man. That was a that was much appreciated. Probably saved me an hour. But it's I still had a lot to shovel. Still have some to, left to shovel. You still have more to shovel. Oh yeah, crazy. I have Bro, a big dri- I have a big driveway. Me they too, but today, today it melted, so it's going to be super heavy. Yeah, I know. I would, Unfortunately for you. You better do it before it all freezes over, Marty. That's that's why I also need to get into the back of my driveway because I need to store more cars in here soon. So More cars? Yeah. Who's coming? Well, my one tenant's been away. He has a car. Oh, true. But, yeah. Man, it was... I don't know why some people were driving like our street had about a foot of snow on it. And there was a couple cars that were driving down and they were too low. So they just had to like the, the very bottom of their car was like a plow and it would just stop them every like 10 feet and every 20 feet. And me and my neighbors were both out and we're watching this. We have to like, we go in out and shovel like the top layer of just the top layer of snow off the middle of the street so they can get down the road. Um, Cause they're like, Oh yeah, we're just around the corner, but they were like around the corner and then halfway down the street. So we got them down the corner and then we're like, okay, you got it from here. We're not helping you anymore. <laughs> Cause it's like, what are you doing? Uh, this, where were people you, going? Like, st- honestly, I know. I, that night, that night, like, so it got in, like, uh, it started over Sunday night. Right. And we woke up on Monday morning to this, a shit ton of snow. And that night I had to deliver like Monday night I had to deliver and it was, there was some sticky situations. Um, but, uh, I definitely saw a lot of cars get stuck and I, I was not one of them. Thankfully. I know, yeah. I know how to drive in the snow. Okay. It's, Martin, uh, we get it. You're good at everything. Yeah, we we get. <laughs> but it's, it's not even about knowing how to drive in the snow. It's literally, it was almost physically impossible yes for cars Some, to drive but that that's the that's the thing right just don't drive into that situation you yeah but like how do you know it, what street has that involved like you know like i yeah. i live in a pretty Kingston's, like not a major street but yeah. we live right by a major street and it took yeah. them a full 24 hours to plow our road yeah I, that well, was we like get an unprecedented amount of snow though like we got literally well, we live in unprecedented times yeah, we live in unprecedented times by a toyota but yeah. like we got literally 30 centimeters of snow in the in a eight hour span right or 40 centimeters yeah. how much did we get here like 40 feels like yeah and then we got more and the it next just, day. yeah and it got and it just kept coming like overnight though like sunday night there was no snow on the ground for me it was freezing yeah. cold and they're like it's going to snow a lot 10 centimeters in the city 30 centimeters elsewhere and then it was like 30 centimeters in the city 60 centimeters elsewhere yeah the problem with bigger cities is uh your plows like have way more to cover right i mean there's more of them but kingston's roads the main roads like it on the monday it had the plow had come down my street five times or six times by the end of the day because I'm on a bus route too though. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah, nice. yeah, we get it. You small town folk get it. <laughs> get it nice. I don't think I've ever seen a snowfall like that. Like I was out shoveling no, for about never two happened. hours twice. That's never happened. Yeah. Like this was literally. I'm. I'm. If you if you've seen me before, I'm a pretty tall guy. I'm six foot three and a half, taller mm-hmm. than Luke. Um, 
and this was up to over my knees. I mean, there's a lot of blowing snow as well, but when I was going outside to shovel at first, it was like in my backyard and my front yard, it was like up to over my knees, which is. Yeah. Yeah. Could you see your car? No, I couldn't. I sent you pictures yeah. of it, didn't I? I know. It took, me th- I know. it took me over two hours to get my car. Like, I had to wait till yesterday to do it. But I had to, like, clear out my driveway, take all the snow off my I couldn't even move my car out of my driveway. But that's also because it's not built for the, the snow. You should get a you should get a cover for it for the winter. I, I know, but I still like I still drive it frequently enough that it wouldn't make sense. But like, I, I, I can't get, No, like get now. like an awning or something like that. Yeah, you're right. That's a good point. But mm-hmm. hmm. there's a guy up the street from me who has one for his Camaro in the winters. That's a good idea. You're awning. a smart guy. You're a really right. smart guy. That's not good for the staying. That's not good for the staying. The snow or the awning? The snow. The snow. Yeah, the awning. The awning's what you need. Yeah. Especially since your your staying doesn't even fit in your garage on a good day, right? It's too damn. No, it doesn't. It's in the yeah. driveway, right? So. It- it's almost like Mother Nature was telling us, hey, don't send your kids back to school. Yeah. <laughs> Monday was the day they were supposed to go back. And, and then they had most like... places had a snow day yesterday, too. <laughs> you know what sucks, mostly... though? They have a snow day, but they because they can technically do school from home now because they, Did they do the, that. The, the infrastructure. I no. think I saw that. They... I don't think so. I think they had a proper snow day. It was like a proper. Because I think people sure. I think people were mad. That it wasn't a proper snow day at first. No, no there was an announcement. Were, there was a tweet from Toronto. I think they were more mad that they could still let their kids in the house. Yeah, that too. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like I feel. I feel bad for parents. I have to. I did an interview with someone who had her kids home, and she had to go on mute like thirty times because the kid had just fallen and hurt her wrist or something. And so she's like, sorry, I have to go on mute. Like, sorry, I have to go on mute. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, I, I feel for parents that have to, to do the, it, but go the ahead. The best thing to do with a kid that's hurt himself is like, unless it's a real serious injury, act like they shouldn't be hurt. Because if you act all panicked, they'll fucking, the kid will freak out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but if you act like, hey, you should be okay, you'll be okay, like, they'll be like, okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. So there is psychological evidence to tell your boys, boys don't cry when they're crying, right? That's what you're saying. <laughs> is that what you're saying? You're you're a toxic man. Is that what you're saying, Martin? Because that's what it's, that's what I hear. I'm just saying. Do you cry, Martin? Kids, kids, kids are more likely to freak out if you freak out that they're they're hurt. Mm-hmm. Okay, but Martin, well, we asked, answer I the call. question. Do you do you? When was the last time you cried? I cry all the time, dude. I'm like Tom Holland. <laughs> I think the last, I don't know the last time I cried without like a movie making me, like it's only movies that make me cry. Like I always cried during Goodwill Hunting. That was like the probably the last time I cried. I cry every time uh, Dumbledore dies. Can't not. Bro, are you kidding me? Come Who on. Who cares about Dumbledore? Get, get a life. Get a life. <laughs> I, the only person in Harry, Harry Potter, Potter that I cried for was Fred. <laughs> Uh, what about, what about Dobby? I didn't really care. I didn't cry. That, that didn't Dobby. that didn't hurt me. Fred dying what about, was. What about Snape? No. Snape the fir- like when I first read it in the book was pretty like. Oof. All right. Well, Martin was traumatized. Thanks for thanks for joining our <laughs> therapy talk for the first ten minutes of this podcast. Let's transition um, to what you actually yeah. want to hear about. <laughs> the French Montreal 
Canadians hire agent Kent Hughes. Kent Hughes. Kent, Kent Hughes. Hughes. Yeah. Kent Hughes. Um, it sounded like he only got one interview, but it seems like he was the ideal target. I was reading on Twitter um, saying that his like first round interview was the Friday and then it was like the weekend was spent convincing him to join the Canadians. Monday they were negotiating late into the night and then it was signed Tuesday morning. Um, what do you guys think about this hire? It's, it seems a bit off um, off brand to, to not go with a hockey guy. They went with a player agent. Um, now Patrice Bergeron is without representation because apparently Bergeron was signed to this guy. What are our thoughts on uh, this move by Montreal? I will say it's an interesting hire for sure. Um, you're you're right. I mean, if you look at the candidates, though, they were going with guys who were not, um, you know, like rehires. They weren't going with, you know, guys who are GMs elsewhere. I mean, I guess if you're also Montreal, an important, whether you like it or not, an important thing is that you have to speak French for that market. So, I mean, your your options are limited uh, or in that in that regards. But, you know, none of the people who are, uh, suggested or who are rumored to be in the in the in the running were, you know, um, rehires. I mean, there were some. There were still some. Like if you look at Daniel Briere was considered. Patrick Raw was considered for a little bit, um, but I don't think they got serious consideration. It was mostly uh, Kent Hughes. I heard from the beginning, and Matthew Darsh, who is a he's in the hockey ops side of things for Tampa. Um, and those were the kind of the two final candidates. They also were actually rumored to have interviewed a couple uh, like female candidates as well, you know, um, for hashtag progressive NHL maybe. But they, they were still have considered. hires to do, don't they? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm just. I mean, the main thing is the GM. But they were actually like yeah. like you know interviewing mm-hmm. other candidates who you know aren't your usual suspects. Because there was talk like. Like whether Breer would be like poached from where is he Philly or something? Um, I think he would. Office. Yeah, I think he would. Like I said, if you're anyone who's like a you know you're you're in an assistant GM or in hockey ops and you speak French, I mean you could be considered for this job. I don't know how far Daniel Breer got in the running, but I th- the only two that I heard on like Sunday night, Monday night, who were like you know the finalists were Darsh mm-hmm. and. Uh, and Kent Hughes. So, I mean, you can go with a guy for, I, I think that this is a, a interesting hire because they're going with a guy who was a player agent. I don't know any other GMs who came that route. I believe that Gordon, Jeff Gordon, Gordon, Gordon did. Yeah, Gordon exactly. Did other than him. So, uh, say what you want about the Rangers and the team that he built while he was with the Rangers, but, um, you know, he came that Amen. way. They were, kind of successful-ish until they decided to... I mean, he made some good moves. Did he make this Zibinijad trade? I feel like he did. Yeah. Look at how him. that's... You know, that, look at that's worked out for the team. They've he bottomed out a little bit. Yeah, Panarin. He signed Panarin. Um, Not like know, he did that. Like, Panarin wanted to go there, so it was kind of... Yeah. A, yeah. And Adam Fox wanted to go there, too, so... So, I, I mean, it's a, who, who you don't, there's no line of work that we can really compare Kent Hughes to. We can't really look at him and say, here's what he did as a GM or assistant GM. Here's how the, here's the teams that he helped build, right? Like how you could for other guys, which is why, you know, I was looking at it. I was like, okay, they're going to hire Darsh from the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning because of the successful organization that's there. Um, and, you know, he's been a part of that. 
So I think that you'd be happy as a Montreal Canadian because of what Bergevin, the team that Bergevin built, and you know the the the, the way the team's looking right now. I think that you're fine with a guy who's like outside the box, right? A guy who's not, who's not, who's a new guy. I think you're fine. Cause if you're looking at this team, they're, they're likely going to finish last place or somewhere in the last place, near last place, right? Top first overall pick. They're going to be starting fresh. You know, you, what's the pieces that they have, you know, they're going to be, they're, they're going to maybe move on from, are they going to move on from Gallagher? Are you going to move on from price and, you know, start, rebuilding from scratch i don't know so i think it it makes sense to have a a guy like him come in to say all right here's your team let's see what you can do it seems to me that they want it to go quieter in their front office meaning like bergevin was obviously pretty loud character in the nhl um pretty name brand um and they had recent pr issues obviously and it seems like they kind of wanted to go like a little quieter like gordon see by all accounts like what i've heard about him is just put his nose down and work um ken hughes being a player agent a player agent that you don't really hear about not like uh alan walsh or some of these other guys um seems also Martin, can you be- name another player agent other than alan walsh uh, who's that Russian guy? He represents like all the. Oh, Russian... Dan Middleston. Yeah, or whatever or something. But he Milstein. he's Milstein. Milstein. The only reason you hear about him is Patrick Kane, because he only tweets to defend Patrick Kane. That's like that's his only. Oh, no, he represents like every Russian player that comes he over. Does. Like like that new guy that's coming over that is over a point per game, and apparently Ottawa is like really interested in. But Milstein says like everyone's interested in whatever that guy's name is. I like, I don't know off the top of my head more. I know like there's an agency that is mentioned a whole bunch. Um, I'm just not remembering the names, but it seems like he's a pretty quiet guy. Um, Interesting to go. Most, most GMs go from scout to GM. It seems better to have someone that would be good at these negotiation processes for the, for what they're about to have to go through um, for, cause they have some pretty bad contracts and maybe they looked at that. The owner looked at that and was like, Hey, I don't want to be paying a guy like Josh Anderson five mil <laughs> next time around. Yeah. Like let's get some good player contracts in here. And you have to imagine he's a pretty good negotiator and he knows his side. Um, the old side that you did. Well, I mean, sides. Yeah. Did Jeff Gordon sign good contracts in your opinion, Martin? couple good ones couple bad ones in this time with new york the truba one's pretty bad i think so to me i think that hire is most interesting from a player management perspective because this is a guy who's had direct relationships with players and i think that this shows that they want their next gm to be a little bit more cultural focused i don't think you'd bring in a gm who was an agent who you wouldn't want to build relationships with the players that you currently have. I also think that it is, as you said, a very good negotiating tactic. This guy spent his whole life fighting for contracts for players like with GMs. So he knows how to game GMs and he probably knows how to not be gamed. So he probably knows that he won't get good or bad. You hope that he doesn't get bad contracts or sign bad contracts during free agency. Um, 
a lot of agents find these guys when they're young, when they're mm-hmm. still. So he's probably a scout or knows a lot of scouts too. Like this yeah. actually is a pretty intelligent way of going about it from almost every standpoint. They know the business. They don't have to negotiate. They know what people can leverage in those negotiations. Ironically, this time it's just him fighting against the player being like, no, you're not worth that much. Normally he is being like, you know, you are worth that much. You are this good. Let's get you $3 million more than what you're worth. But I don't, I, from what I understand about the guys that he signed, he did sign guys who like to stay in the same place and, and have a little bit of loyalty and, and maybe is willing. Yeah. And maybe he's willing to, you know, I guess those are the guys that he likes and those are the guys that he wants to come play for him. Like there's already rumors of, She's Bergeron going to Montreal to go like you know for the final years of his career. But I don't think that's gonna I don't see that, that ever happening. Yeah. I think it's just that, that there's was, a link there that they're yeah, saying, they're, "Oh hey," they're just saying the link plus Bergeron's French, like from yeah. Quebec. So, I mean, it would be kind of a nice if he's already got if he's got another Stanley Cup and you know he's just like whatever, what the hell. Um, but again, I, th- I think it is very smart from just a they they are around these guys and top talent from when they're like fourteen bursting onto the scene because they they know they need to be proactive and getting a lot of the top talent and signing them. Yep. Being a GM is really no different. Um, so I, I think it's a, I think it's an intelligent hire. Apparently, apparently Ken Hugh, uh, he had a, a guy that's going to go get drafted in the top, like a 20 or 20. His son, Jack Hughes. Oh, okay. That's his son. <laughs> oh, okay. His son, is, his, his son is Jack Hughes, not the Jack Hughes on New Jersey. There's a second Jack Hughes who's going to be drafted okay. somewhere in the okay. first or second round this so year. So that's a little unfair. <laughs> he didn't scout that guy. So would he be something... allowed to draft him? Yeah, but I don't see, oh, I don't for see sure. why there would be. In Winnipeg, in Winnipeg, Adam oh, Lowry's Lowry. dad is yeah. coach yeah, now. Yeah. Um. Lots of nepotism, yeah. Yeah, dude. That's like that's like you know the the, the, like, the select team in 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 in, in hockey when you're a kid. Like yeah. Lou Lou Lamorello is apparently his son is the a, AGM in yep in New York, in and apparently Islanders. like if Lou retired, like it seems very likely that his son would just step into the position. Nice. Lots of so nepotism. I think that there's one interesting thing about the hire, and we're going to see it play out in the French media. And maybe you guys are or are not interested in this aspect of it. But although Kent Hughes speaks French because he uh, he was in the Quebec area, I believe it was when he was growing up, or maybe he's lived there for a long period of time, so he speaks French, but it's not his first language. Mm. Every other Montreal GM that I can list off the top of my head was an actual francophone. So we're going to see he's a he's a native English speaker who knows French. So we're going to see how this goes. Apparently speaks it pretty well, but we're going to see what, how the media treats him as a result. The French media. That's, it's all nonsense, as Eric always says, because like Gordon doesn't speak in, speak French. So they he's can the get him. Yeah, but he'll have a translator, I'm sure. Like they'll have a translator on staff. And if if there was any issues with Hughes's, uh ability to master or his mastery of french already they would well no i, I think he does i think it's just like yeah. we're gonna see how they treat him because i don't know if you remember i don't i don't remember that his name off the top of my head but montreal i think it was in the late 2000s or early 2010s had a had an english-speaking coach and he was just like ripped on in the media non-stop i don't i don't remember wasn't it the all. guy that was the um assistant coach of the leafs for a bit I don't remember. I'm sorry. I, it's not crossing someone. Someone. It's, back it seems this, but... like Hughes 
is kind of like a a good name in Montreal. Like he's from there. They still mm-hmm. take in their own, even if you're not French first. It's just the fact uh, that you know it's French. <laughs> I don't agree with that, Martin. I'm sorry. It looks Montreal like the English, English guy city was too. Randy William Cunningworth. Is that yeah, the that name guy. you're thinking of? Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. yeah, he didn't do very well. He was, he for... he was ripped on nonstop, I remember. Was this like 2008, 2009, I feel? 2011. Hmm. Close. Yeah. He was and then the coaches after that like... were Michel Therrien, Claude Julien. Dominique I think Duchamp. Michel Therrien again. Claude Julien again. <laughs> The, the other question Ducharme. is, does Ducharme get fired soon? Or He's going like, to get fired at the end of the year for sure. Yeah, I would guess. He's no, not. I, I think man. he was. He was even going to get. I think we talked about this back in the in the Montreal's playoff run. That like, if they lost against Toronto, I think they would have yeah, fired him. Fired. That he was gone. He was, he was gone too. But uh, this year, he's really shown that. I mean, Montreal's clearly trying to tank. They've had some. They've Weber's out. Prices out. I mean, that's that's not the tank part of it, but like the lineups that they're putting together are just insane and players being out with injuries and everything like that. I, I think they're fine with bottoming out this year and starting fresh. And uh, they're not, they're just, I don't think there's any way Ducharme's coming back because he's clearly not an NHL coach based on, you know, the, 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 his, even from last year, right. Yeah. He was clearly outmatched. They All had the a time. lucky streak, mm-hmm. lucky run there. And well, this year price. Yeah, your price stood on its head. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can't you can't coach goal, good goaltending, yeah. which Edmonton's realizing. Yeah. Ah, speaking good of transition, good yeah, transition. great we talked transition. Talked about Edmonton right? three weeks in a row. Let's make yeah. it four. This week though is not about how bad they are on the four. ice; it's how bad they are off the ice. And now we'll be back after a word from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. And now we'll get back into the show. There was that whole Jim Matheson, don't get pissy with me. Why are you being so pissy? What's he say? Why are you being so pissy? Why are you being so pissy? Why are you being so pissy? Yeah. That I laughed out loud because, I mean, (laughs) we've been sending Jim Matheson tweets in the group chat for like years now about his bad takes and Martin or Eric's been posting them on talking hockey, a lot of his bad takes. And I don't know. I don't see this as Leon's fault at all. Like maybe 
the only part was where he added on. He's like, you think you know everything anyways? Like, obviously, they don't like this guy. You No, it, it wasn't exactly that. It was like, you know everything. Yeah, you know everything. Whatever. Yeah. Same, Basically the same thing. Same thing. I, I got to be honest with you, though. You want to talk about Edmonton media that they don't like? I don't even think that Matheson's like top five worse than Edmonton. Like, and that's saying something, right? Like, there are worse reporters in Edmonton. Like, uh, David Staples, Spec Mark Spector, who leads the who Mark Spector is a sports set writer, and he's also the head of the Professional Hockey Writers Association. I don't know if you've ever read his stuff, but it's insane. <laughs> right? I thought Frank Cerebelli was the president of the. Oh, was he? Well, well, I thought Spector used to be. Someone, someone, look fact check it. Spectre was Spectre's up there, and they're but it's hilarious how they're all like, "How is Leon's talking to a Hall of Famer like this?" They get voted in by other writers. Like I said, he's not even in the Hall of Fame. It's just like he got recognized by the Hockey Hall of Fame. Yeah. He's not in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Yeah, writers don't go into the Hockey Hall of Fame. I'm pretty sure they. Just <laughs> he just got like some award. He got like an award or got recognized. Yeah. <laughs> and that's probably just because he's been there. Like I heard, like I was hearing, like he's like been there 50 years almost. Yeah. Like. It's insane. Yeah, and well, that's probably the only reason there. he's in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Frank is the president since 2019, but Mark Spector was the president 2017 to 2018. Insanity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, his writing is really bad. I don't know. I just saw everyone come on Twitter and just like a lot of the people in the media community were like, "Jim did nothing wrong," and well, I'm like, "He didn't exactly do nothing wrong, but he didn't exactly like." He wasn't asking poor questions. He might have asked it like too much. He was getting he was trying to get Leon obviously to say he was like, yeah. explode and be like our fucking goaltending sucks or our defense sucks. Someone sucks. He but was leading. Yeah. It was a manipulative question with a yes. goal of wanting him to be outraged. But that's and then what he reporters got want it. to do. Yeah. Okay, do you know what shocks me? The reporters are reporters and they ask a lot of questions and some of them still ask like 35 second long questions and you're like what like you've been in this for 40 years and you're still <laughs> not able to put a question to a hockey guy that you know is going to answer your question with obviously five times in there and some other mumbo jumbo that doesn't actually mean Bro, anything the amount it's of ridiculous the amount of reporter gaffes you've seen like have you seen those ones on like uh tsn's top 10 of like reporter gas where they at like it's a tennis match and they ask him about a, some match that the guy didn't even play in like no they, the they asked like they asked how he felt about his win and then the guy's like <laughs> yeah, lost, he lost. Yeah. <laughs> That's like stuff like that happens way too much for these reporters for some of these reporters like i don't kind of I, i'm sure okay at a tennis tournament though i'm sure reporters are kind of running around watching different yeah, matches and stuff like fair. A That's hockey fair. game, you're, there's only one hockey game going on. And he's covering this team. He's not a national writer. He's like an Edmonton <laughs> yeah. Oilers writer. Yeah. So I think actually like like Jim Matheson is an idiot. I've, we've, I've talked about the Oilers media. They all suck. But like Leon Dreisaitl is like – is – a huge baby like i don't know if you okay now like i don't know uh, maybe that's taking it too far but like he gets pissed off on the ice really easily he's he's sucky i can see that in his in the way he plays i can see that in the way like he he, he he's acts. a mopey guy he he mopes if something goes and maybe wrong, that's part of why edmonton sucks One i know the best players. these you are know their leaders mopes like quite a lot when things McDavid? go wrong mcdavid no tie <laughs> okay but I'm so not Ty can recognize it quite yeah, exactly. yeah, Ty, Ty I look at his, I look at his expression and I see a guy who's being a big sucky baby when things aren't going his way. 
Listen, Leon, if you want your team to be better, why don't you set an example and learn to play some defense? Uh, same with McDavid, right? Like you guys are are literally giving up on plays. You guys are the, the team. The team has won like two games of the last 14, something like that. Dave Tippett has say, won, a, won a game behind the bench in no ma- a long time. I will say no matter what defense Leon and McDavid can offer – if they're not going to save, like they're going to lose. Well, who would have seen that coming with signing Mike Smith? Who would have seen that coming with going running it back with a guy who's thirty nine yeah. years old? I think Leon, in that instance, in the, that instance of questioning, shouldn't have like tried to stay, stay the course of keeping silent. He should have been like Ken Holland fucked us. This is what fucked. There's us. no way he would say that. <laughs> There's no. But why not? Who's more important to that team, Leon Dreisaitl or Ken Holland? I think Ken Could, Holland. Do you no, think these guys would get ripped Leon off Dreisaitl's, by this media? Leon Dreisaitl is way more important to that team than Ken Holland because nah, Ken Holland's driving that team into Edmonton the fucking media ground. Would be, would be like crybaby European. They'd be like Don Cherry and and flame him for some sort of. That's the most. Puts him most at fault. That's but, okay, most do you at think Dreisaitl and McDavid think Ken Holland's at fault? Like I, I don't like, think McDavid thinks that because McDavid clearly has the power over Ken Holland to make Ken Holland do whatever the fuck McDavid wants. Not so then Dreisaitl should be like, I McDavid should be gone. <laughs> if, because, but based on your logic, if McDavid controls the hand of Holland, then Dreisaitl should be calling but up McDavid, think, not Holland. I think, I think uh, McDavid might have pretty big pull over whoever is GM there. Cause you know what? At, at some point it's going to come to McDavid saying I'm out. Like I'm, done. I think I'm done this is. Here. I think this is the order of who Drysaitel and McDavid think are at fault for things in Edmonton. The coach, one, two, the shitty players that they have to play with, and three, Ken Holland. <laughs> I don't think players look at it from like a logical perspective of, well, this GM got the coach. Like the this GM's the one that paid me. This GM's the one that does all these things. These guys aren't living up to the potential that the coach or, or GM has. I don't think they're as mad at Ken Holland. They probably don't have as much daily conversation with Ken Holland. I think they're mostly mad or upset with the coach but and the it, players. But at this point, if if you're a player and you think, hey, it's goaltending fucking us hard, how can you not say my GM is in turn fucking us hard because he – because I don't think they're that smart, bro. I don't think they're that smart. I really don't. I really don't think hockey players are that smart. Like some of them maybe are, but I don't think they are. Like I just – what have you seen ever where that is even a conversation that you think is head between players? Oh, and yet the, you think and McDavid yet- and Dreisaitl are for dinner being like, yo, you know really sucks? Ken Holland, man, do you can you believe that this guy signed Keith? Oh wait, no, I told him to go do that. Can you believe this guy wants Kane? Oh wait, no, I want him to get go get Kane. But but they might say, can you believe he gave a forty year old Mike Smith a two million dollar for two? But years they probably contract? love Mike Smith. They probably love Mike Smith. He seems like a great yeah. locker room guy. That's all they care about. <laughs> I think they care about their boys boys getting paid more than they care about any other factor of like i think at some point they're going to care about winning because at some point yeah but i don't (laughs) think they blame winning on ken i think most of them blame it on the coach ty ty is also temporarily left yeah i i don't think they are blaming the coach too hard yet like it it would would seem more 
out front. Like, like take Vancouver, for example. Like, it seemed like they gave up on Travis Green. Like, you they could just see it. Up. But that was their, them t- telling them whoever is in charge at that point, because Benning might have been gone even at that point, that, hey, we, we're not playing for this guy anymore. Like, it's done. We're, we're done here. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just think Leon handled it okay. I don't mind when players show a little bit of personality and, and yeah. call out media. Like, I don't give a shit. I think I don't it's mind the, the non-answer. I, I don't mind the funny. non-answer. I think he answered, and then he got pushed for an answer, and he said no, and then yeah. he got pushed for an answer again, and he, he's like – Matheson. Just write, he's basically just said write whatever you're going to write because that's what you're going to do anyways. Yeah. So, Matheson needs to learn no means no. Yeah. Um, like that was just a ridiculous – and I understand you're probing for content. You need material to write about, but I mean – The other th- – What do you – like, okay, if you ever read a sports article – there's sometimes one or two quotes that are used in the article. You don't need that much to go on. The journalists do frame the rest of the article around those quotes. That's what their job is. The only people that seem to be able to get like personal sit downs with players are not like these journalists. You know, it's not, it's mostly the athletic that seems to be able to respect the athlete enough to get high depth quality interviews. I, I mean, I have heard that in a normal year, not COVID year, um, these these reporters do talk face to face, like one on one, quite often. It might be off the record stuff, but yeah. like quite often um, they have interactions with them. Also, I mean, not, yeah, I don't, I don't doubt it, but I just think that these guys would rather go to like nowadays. There's so much new media. And new media is the athletic. New media is spitting chiclets to go out and share kind of like more of those intimate things. They don't yes. go to TSN and all these guys who only go out after the game and really get paid to cause drama. Like I don't really think the athletic gets paid paid to cause drama like a lot of the other sensationalized companies do. Yes. Yeah. The athletic, at least on the surface, appears to be looking for the truth yeah their motto we we can transition from there to um kadri makes it to the all-star game in the fan votes it sounds like yay eric you got your wish okay we can move on you're not even going to talk about it well mckinnon um, also got his wish but yeah, not in the okay, proper I way i liked how many players came out and being like actually this is a good this is a good point of talking how many players came out and said it's absolute bullshit that every team needs a representative there? Because that is ridiculous. This is an all-star game, not all teams represented game. Why is Nick Suzuki there, man? Like this is true. there's so many players there that should be shouldn't be there. And there's lots of players. Like to me, it's almost like who cares about defense? Who cares about offense? Just take the top eight goalies. Uh, top two goalies from each division and then take the top three players and two defensemen from each division and then like fan vote on the, the three others i don't know like it doesn't seem that hard to to really think about it well no matter what just based on like the size of the how many people they actually bring you're gonna leave out some very good names um it is kind of stupid yeah. that they have to include someone from every team Someone presented this as an idea, and I think it's a really good idea. If you're going to insist on taking someone from every team, go with a bigger roster size 
and only takes certain people for like certain events um, in the like skills competition, right? Because you mm-hmm. have the skills competition and you have the games. So if you take certain people just for the skills competition, you cover the basis of getting a player from that team there, but True. you don't per se see them in the game. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And it, and it includes more players just at that point. Like you, you get more people there, which is what it kind of seems like the players are asking for yeah. by McKinnon being like, Hey, there should be like five people from Colorado, which he very well could be right. Like there could be yeah. five people from Colorado. And it's just like, why is, why is anyone from Arizona there? Yep. Why is anyone, I don't think anyone from Vancouver really deserves it. Uh, there's a lot of, no one from Montreal probably deserves it. Like there's a lot of teams that just don't, aren't deserving of it. And it seems like more of a participation. I mean, I know it's a participation game. And there's <laughs> lots of fans that go out there and be like, well, we want, they want to see their favorite team and they want to, there's lots yeah. of kids that want to see that's this. Why. That's, that's and that's I, why. That's it. That's why. That's why. But who cares? Like, had them well, in the skills the competition can, but they're I mean, going to go yeah, anyway the fans, the fans interest, really care yeah the fans interested enough to go are going to go anyway yeah yeah like, like it, only the only really the fans of the people in that area like i don't know anyone who would like fly out to an all-star game well this year people might because it's in fucking vegas <laughs> that's true <laughs> so it's just going to be a good time all around like <laughs> yeah um but but like the not other the kids. Year. Like, if you're taking your, then you're not taking your kids to Vegas, probably. No. <laughs> well, but they say it's for the kids, like the All Star Games for the kids, like which is true. Like if you look at the fans, most interested, it probably is the yeah. kids. Yeah, one hundred percent is the kids. I just don't know why you need all that representation uh, participation. Like Leo Komarov going was a joke. John Scott which going was a joke. Uh, John Scott was a good joke going, but like. I, I don't know. Like I, if I, as a player, I'd be like, I don't want to go. I don't feel like I'm worthy of it. Like it's just like a participation medal for a lot of these guys that I think would actually I, be like. I do I wonder that. Like how thing. how do these guys feel when they're there? Like the guys that don't yeah seemingly belong there. Like does Nick Suzuki look at himself and be like, the fuck that I do this year? That yeah, makes me belong here. I feel like I'd be there for pity. Like strictly at a, at a like straight at a, up. That's what he's there for. Yeah. Like, I'm sure none of the players there like tell tell him that, but McKinnon's comments can't make Suzuki feel very good. But he probably agrees with them potentially. Yeah, but like McKinnon doesn't give a shit about if Nick Suzuki feels good. I don't think. No. Um. Just FYI, Suzuki has 21 points in 38 games. Like that's yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's not even, that's hardly over half a point a game. When and there's Cod- like four Cod- guys. Wasn't, on... Yeah, Kadri wasn't invited. He's top five in points. Like wasn't yeah. an outright invite. That's. Isn't, that that's isn't more sad. insulting. That's more insulting to not be invited when you're having a career year like that than yeah. Nick Suzuki being invited or not than especially, being like invited and you're like, bro, why the hell are you here? Especially with a guy like Kadri, like, will he do this again? Like, will he have yeah. a year like this again? Like, potentially not. Like, easily could yeah. see Kadri not doing this again. So, yeah, yeah, it is interesting. Kinda- Kind of shifting from the all-star game, obviously the league isn't going to the Olympics anymore. So they're using what was set as the kind of like post all-star game Olympic break as a time to catch up on games. The NHL released their new scheduled games, um, games that were all postponed for this time. It seems like it's a 15 day span and 
quite a lot of teams are playing quite a lot of games uh, with Ottawa being the most. Ottawa has plays 10 games in those 15 days and other teams like the Hurricanes, Maple Leafs, Oilers and Jets will play eight. I mean, 10 games over 15 days sounds like a lot. It um, does. That's a huge disadvantage for Ottawa. I think eight over 15 is pretty normal. Um, I mean, Ottawa did get fucked this year because they got a round of COVID in the Delta strain. So earlier in the year, like in the fall, and then everybody got re-got COVID in the Omicron strain. So they've missed a lot of games. Um because they had, they were one of the only teams to face an original postponement of games. Um, so they they just have a lot of games to make up. Not that it matters too much for them this year, because they're pretty much out of a playoff spot, anyways. Like that yeah. was a bad loss to Buffalo last night. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I thought it was going to be worse. I thought there was going to be more games condensed into a smaller time frame, which it doesn't look like it is. So it's not really much of an announcement. Um, but no, I, I mean it's it's good. I mean hockey's gonna be back. I'm really upset. Do you think people will tune in with the Olympics being on or no? Like, do you think viewership NHL. will go down a lot? Yeah. Do you think people will care as much about the NHL? I mean, obviously it's it's almost completely different time zones. Yeah. So it shouldn't be That's too much of an issue. Yeah. Yeah. Like what time? I don't is know. Like 7 p.m. our time in China. Like I I don't know, but it's either really early in the morning for them. I would say. Are you going to watch the Olympics hockey or no? Do you not care now that the NHL players aren't going? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's a no. You're not going to watch it. I'll probably watch the gold, like the men's gold and the women's gold medal games. <clears throat> yeah. Because um, that might be a little interesting. I, I feel like Russia will just run away with this because they have by far the best pool to, outside choose the NHL from. to choose from. Um, I don't even know if Canada will medal. Like to be honest, what they do, yeah. what they do, four years, five years ago in the Olympics, they did uh, like AHL guys, I think. That... Yeah, but but how'd they do? What was the? I don't think they medaled. I couldn't remember. I couldn't tell you. Because Sweden will have like decent amount to choose from. Like Finland still has a decent amount of people to choose from. Canada still has guys that are good outside the NHL, but like goaltending's not the best. Let me, let me Google. Who won? Third place was Canada. Canada came in gold. Or, sorry, bronze. Bronze. Okay. Russia was first. Germany was second. Germany. Wow. That was the game. That was the year it was like, what the hell? <laughs> what? what? Germany has a... Has was a, Dreisaitl a on that team? Maybe. I'm just not remembering how long ago that. I think it was. No, that was four years ago. Yeah, I think he was still in the league. He was in the NHL, yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, I don't really have much else to say other than that. Do you? No, I'm pretty. I'm pretty set for topics. Okay. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Sorry, Ty left about halfway through. Yeah, we don't know where he went. He's just like, sorry guys, I need to go. Something came up. So. Maybe someone tried to take his car. I don't know. Um, But he's gone and Eric's not here. So I'll be back next week and see you. See ya. 
thank you everyone for tuning into this week's episode. We love and appreciate each listener that sticks around to the end. With that comes reminders to leave a review, press follow on those streaming platforms, and make sure to head over to Instagram to follow Talking Hockey. We're on the road to 30K and we can't wait to continue to build our audience. Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin signing off. We'll see you all next week.